Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's it's interesting with your story. Like, I think the thing that sticks out to me is like, you know, you were able to kind of listen to other voices and take that in. And like, how much of that comes from like the adversity you face not only in your career but in your life you know like just a small example like people I I didn't know this until I talked to you about it but you walked on to Miami you know like you weren't like this highly tatted recruit and like how much of that is like having to grind for something and work for something allows you to be open to these criticisms and these coaching points that like you know, like one of the criticisms of, criticisms of Carson Wentz is that he's not open to that stuff because he's never had to face any adversity. How how important do you think that is in terms of allowing you to to to, to get yourself out of these slumps and listen to other voices? Uh, that could be one of them. I really just think it's in my DNA. Uh, I've always been a listener. Mm-hmm. I've always been a guy that's you know you can coach me. Like I've never been a guy that didn't take on coaching well. Like give it to me. I don't care who you are. What, what stage you are in your career, how old you are, give it to me. I don't know everything. You know, that's life. That's me in a nutshell. Like, it could be something I know to the T. And if you tell me, no, you're doing it wrong, show me. Show me what I did wrong. Because, you know, it might be another way. So I've always been, you know, a, a guy that's very coachable. So that's one of them. And then, look, man, what makes me me don't make you you. I never felt like I'm big, bad, this big, bad wolf that I don't need nothing else. I, I know I know it's not that easy because, like you said, you just brought it up. I've never been highly thought out. You know what I mean? It was always a grind. It was always you can't. It was always you not. It was always you ain't. You know, and then I'm 5'9", you know, and that's on a good day. You know what I mean? So let's say 5'10 on a good day. But I'm 5'9", you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 5'10 so, on a good day. You know, so – all my life, it took me a while to get to that. You know what I mean? So I wasn't that all my life. You know what I mean? Like, I remember at one point I was 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, talking about I'm going to be a receiver in high school. Come on, guy. You know, <laughs> get out of here. You know what I mean? And that's how folks handled me. Get out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't sit there and go back and forth with them with words. Hey, proof is in the pudding. Like I always say to myself, go out there and show them. You know what I mean? Like, say less, do more. And that's all I've been about. I've been a guy that that's why when you look at me now, I love talking like this because I can really show you and tell you some things about who I am and this is who I am really am. But I'd rather get into this situation or this moment to have these conversations. I'm not going to just open up and, and share that with you. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm always I'm about, I'm about action. And you know I know it's another guy that say that's what he's about, but I've always been about action. I've always been out going show them. You know, it's nothing I can say to you to, you know, 
take what you said or change your thought or your mind frame. I'm going to show you. So I've always been big on competition, man. Like, that's one of the things I love the most about what we do. I know I might be getting off a little bit, but I'm bringing up everything that comes to mind. I was a guy that relished when another guy was good. I love it. Because now I know it's not all about me or him. There ain't nothing he's going to do that's going to make you forget about me. That's how I always felt. Even later in my career when I was pushed in the slot, it was nothing those other two guys can do that you was going to forget about it now. I knew I was going to get you to get, you know, get a ooh or an eye out you. But not even that. I was going to go out there and do what I was supposed to do. So I relish in those moments. I love not being the only guy. I want four or five other guys that's just as good because you know why? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a student of the game. I'm watching everything they do. And if I can tweak it and put it with my game to make me that much more potent, trust me, I'm going to bring it to them. You know what I mean? So – that's why I'm able to handle that because, like I said, I'm not this big, bad wolf that a lot of these guys are. There's a lot of guys in this league, you know, I hate to say it, but it's true. Egos are, are off. I mean, bro, we play a lot with of pride, them, man. A lot of pride. You know yeah. The, the pride would always kill you. And, you know, a lot of people say I'm a prideful man, which we all should be. But that's a that's a that's a that's a line you have to draw. Like, come on now. You know what I mean? Like, like how prideful are you going to be? Are you going to be so prideful you're not going to listen to what this guy has to say? Are you going to be so prideful you're going to go out there and do what the hell you want to do and let the team down? Are you going to be so prideful that when the coach haven't been playing you, you're going to go out here and not get those reps and practice on the scout team and get somebody else better? See what I'm saying? I'm throwing stuff at you that I've yeah. been through. So I've had to deal with so much in my career that when it got to the point to where things that I didn't deal with come, came about, it's just, just one of those 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 obstacles, Tanner. Go around it. You've been around them before. You know what I mean? It's not going to slow you down. It's only going to make you better. It's only going to build that character up a little more. And you guess what? You get respected down the road longer than somebody sitting up there talking back in the media about what you should do. You know what I mean? Or what you could do. Mm-hmm. At the end yeah. of the day, those guys know what's going on. The film watches all of us every day. Film don't lie. If I'm doing that to... The first team defense, it's no way in hell you could tell me I can't do that to somebody else's first team defense in a game. You see what I'm saying? So that's how I've always been able to just say, look, say more, uh, say less and do more. And that's probably why I handled my situations a little different. But I'm, I'm hoping going forward, that was a good question, Logan. I'm hoping going forward, like I said, this coaching staff be able to change that whole persona that we have of our quarterback because I think that's big, man. If you can't take on, you know, constructive criticism and also hear what you – I mean, we all hear the whispers. But if you can't control mm-hmm. your emotions and your thoughts, then maybe you're not, you know, um, meant to be here that much longer. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to be able to control all that, being a professional for one, but just being an athlete, period, because we go through that stuff year in and year out. Yeah, I can uh, I can attest to both of you guys actually being very coachable because you guys actually have very similar reactions when you were getting into the media stuff. Logan, you know, it wasn't his first show with me, but last year during the pregame show, he'd always be like, hey, if there's anything I can do better, like, let me know. Uh, Tanner, you know, back when we were doing the show in 2016, you're like, hey, man, this is my first time doing this. Like, if there's anything I can do better, let me know. And I've always found it interesting because there's kind of two groups of athletes that get into the media game, and there's the ones that are like, I'm I'm big bad player and I'm not going to listen to anybody and I know what I'm doing because I watch television and there's others that come in and like kind of have that same approach that they had when they were a player and like I want to be coachable I'm used to being coached and then you get into it and those are the ones that ultimately succeed yeah now you're right I mean I'm one of those guys I might not say it 
But I'm telling you in so many words, guide me. Because I know if you guide me, I'm going to take on that coaching and be able to make it my own, you know. And, I, and, like, now I just watch a lot of guys. Like, I feel like every year I've gotten a little better, you know what I mean? I'm not a guy that just, whoo, you seen Tanner how he went from that year to this year? That's been my game in football. Every year I've gotten a little better to where when I get it, it's gonna be it's gonna be hell because now you're gonna be like, oh, this guy's just out here having he just showing off now. You know what I mean? That's how I felt <laughs> in my career. As a pro, I felt like I had I had it. You know, I felt like I it was at times, man, if you just gave me the ball, coach, it ain't I never would say that to a coach. But I, I used to think like, coach, just give me the ball. What have I not showed you I could, you know, I can't do? You know, just give me the ball. And that's why I love watching a guy like Tyree Hill, because they kinda say, Man, get this guy the ball. Let him play football, you know. I feel like I was not Tyreek Hill when it comes to just how fast he is because he's ridiculous fast. But <laughs> the arsenal that I had that you can kind of tap into when it comes to my game, I had all that stuff. You know, if you watch 2005, that was the best showing of me, you know, as a whole when it comes to how much I can do. And it was still stuff left out there that I can do. You know what I mean? And we went away from that. So, but like you said, also, it shows you my capacity when it comes to being a wide receiver as a whole because you just stuck me out there and lost me out there on the outside and just say, play big man wide receiver. And I did that in the five nine, you know, frame. So everybody can't do that. You know, a lot of those guys you say we gotta move them around yeah. to hide them. They stuck me out there. Give me the best. Give me double coverage. Throw the ball between guys. Put them in the situations where see if he's gonna come down with it. And I was coming down with it time and time again. But no staff would just say, man, let's just wing it with this guy and give him all the, you know, just, just put these reps out there for him, put these, these opportunities out there. But I, like I said, I understand because it's not just about you. So um, I dealt with it, you know. Well, we've had this conversation before, me and you, at work. And, like, I will say, like, when everyone says, oh, look at Cooper Cup, look what he did. But that whole staff in L.A. supports him, right? He lines yeah. up out wide. They motion him to get the press off. They line him up in a bunch. They put him in good situations where he can – where every route speaks to his skill set. Now he's smart and he can handle that work capacity, right? Yeah, but I think yeah. like when you look at even when you look at Kansas City and Tyreek, like Tyreek's a freak, but Andy Reid does an excellent job of formationally using him and getting him good yes. matchups. And I think that's something like when you watch old Santana Moss tape, it's just like, hey, he's playing Z, like he's out there and there's not a lot of creativity and you had to create on your own. So for fans to understand, man, the game today and how they're using players is so different than when you were playing and your skill set in my mind is perfect for today's NFL. So, you know, like I, I got a ton of respect for you, obviously, but like, you know, like people need to understand like how good you were at that stuff, like with like no help from the, from the play caller, if that makes sense. Did did you ever have a coach that helped you out like that? 05 was the first year. I Look, honestly, bro, when I got here in 05, I promise you, the Jets probably looked at that year and was like, that's the guy we just let go there? Because no one would try to just <laughs> allow me to play football. Like, it was always like, run this route like this. And I'm telling coaches, like, no, that's not how I'm going to run that route. I'm not your beeline, put, put the foot in the dirt and come back to the ball. I'm going to give you a little razzle-dazzle. I'm fast as all outdoors when I want to be, and I'm going to turn the hips of every guy that's in front of me. When I turn his hips, I'm able to come out of that break without stopping as much and come and get the ball. Don't matter. I'm never going to be late to the ball. And coaches didn't want to hear that in the league when I got here. You know, I remember going through it a lot in New York 
And I had to show them in a game that I can do the stuff that I was doing in practice until they kind of say, okay, but this guy's just fast, so let's let him do what he do. You know what I mean? But it was hard, you know. And 05, I got here. I promise you, I've never seen anything like this in my whole 14 years of playing pros and the years of playing college and playing, you know, high school and little league. 05, I get here. Mark Brunell come, gets, comes in the game, comes jogging in the game, first game of the season. I hadn't caught a pass from Mark Brunell the entire training camp. So I'm like, get there. This is my career in a nutshell. Like, I've never got a chance to play with a quarterback throughout the years. Like, I'm busting my behind to be as all I can be with Ramsey. And he goes down within four or five snaps of the first, you know, uh, first, first game of the season. Mark come in, and we have no chemistry. But Mark knows football. He knows who's open, and he's just throwing it. And I'm like, damn, he found me, and I was backside. He found me. He threw the ball the timely fashion when I could come on my break and catch it and get down, you know. And the next week, uh, I remember going into the Cowboys game. I didn't know how big the Cowboys game was. But I remember it started a little bit before the Cowboys game, but let's fast forward a little bit. I'm not going to bore you with that. <laughs> I know we can talk about that all day. But after the Cowboys game, I think the coaching staff said, hmm, it seems like this guy can do what the hell he wants to do. And if we put him in the right situation, he can do it. Well, because the Cowboys game, those touchdowns was plays that I gave them earlier that week. So that made it rose their eyebrows a little bit to say, okay, let's see what we can do with this. Every week after that, we got basically from whatever other team that we was facing, the plays that that, that, that defense didn't play well, I mean, that uh, didn't um, uh, defend well against the team that they played that week. So say, for instance, we playing – New England next week. I'm just throwing names out there. We play in New England, and they played the Dolphins. We took whatever the Dolphins did well and used it against New England because we knew, you know, it's it's almost like what you know what Belichick says. You know what I mean? Beat them at what they can't do. You know, rather than trying to throw your game plan out there and, and beat them with stuff that they can, you know, you know, go toe to toe with you for. So, Coach Bro, we had like three offensive coordinators: Coach Bro, Coach Gibbs, and I forgot the other guy. Name. I forgot his name, but I know when I hear it, I, you know, I know what it is. Uh, Coach Bro said, hey, can uh, I Bill, get you? Bill Laser, I think, was pretty involved hey, on that go. staff. There you go. I think, he was on, I think he was on the staff, but he wasn't a um, – he was a quarterback coach at the time. Laser was a quarterback coach. Uh, yeah, you guys it was had another uh, old, Joe older Bugle. Guy. You had – There you go. Yeah. No, Bugle was the offensive line coach, I believe. Oh, line, line coach. coach. Bingo. It wasn't yeah. Bugle, dude. It was one more. It's, it's Coach Bro. Uh, coach Jack Gill. Burns. Jack Burns, there you go. See, I know when I hear it, I hear it. What's up, Jack? I hope Jack's still around. <laughs> but um, honestly, no, nah, he was a good guy. Um, the coaches, Coach Bro said, hey, Tanner, how, uh, what time you coming in in the morning? I said, Coach, you know I'm an early bird. I'm, I'm up early, so I just come straight to work. Can I get you in here at 6? And he always had some tea, and he, he had a little hunchback. He said, I can get you here at 6. He had his little cup. I said, well, 6 o'clock, kind of early. Coach, I'll be just getting out. He said, you don't want to miss what I got for you. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I promise I'm going to make something. I'm going to make you happy when I see you tomorrow. Can I get you here? All right, I'm coming at 6. And and I would come in there, no one else in there, not even the quarterbacks. And they would give me my, my they would give me the offensive plays that they want to run with me taken from another team. All passing plays. Oh. Can you run this route? Can you run this route? Can you run this route? Because I can do it. And we played every game with another offense. In a passing game, we ran everyone else's passing game week in and week out, and kept our base formations and our run game and our run protection and our pass protection. But we changed the passing game 
and gave me routes to other guys who were supposed to be the elite in the league that was doing against other teams. Never done that in my life, and we just – it was a hit. And then the next year we get a new coordinator. And I'm sitting here like, I just had 1,400 yards playing <laughs> sandlock football basically. But everything was drawn up, you know, that week, and then you take that away from me. So, you know, it, I'd never done anything like that in my life. And then they would move me around. I'm in the backfield. I'm in the slot. I'm, I'm at tight end. They would move me around. It's give me matchups where I can just relish and go out there and dominate. And it's crazy that Logan brought it up, but that's what today's game is about, finding those key matchups, finding those key alignments that we can show a defense where they're not honed in on it because they didn't study it all week saying when they come in this formation, they're going to do this. No, we're going to switch it up and still do the same thing. And I love it. You know, when I was able to do that, I think the next time I saw that was when Kyle Shanahan came here and I got, you know, I got some years, some good, some more starting years out of them. But um, it just wasn't enough for me to really, because by that time, that's when my third knee injury I had, probably my, my third knee surgery, I rather. And I didn't have that fifth and sixth gear. I was probably, you know, probably had three gears. I didn't have five, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but, you know, by that time, well, I was still able to play at a high level. It just wasn't that, that laser fast tanner that can put them up and put them down like I did in my past, you know? Well, dude, yeah, oh, just oh, just oh. for a recap sake, uh, the 05 season, 84 catches, 1,483 yards, nine touchdowns. You did have three rushes for minus three yards that year, though, Tana. So, we, you know, we yeah, can go back in time and fix the, 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 the reverses in the running game. We got we to get that blocked up better for you. Yeah, but you know what's so crazy? Well, and then they gave me only nine touchdowns. I had I had I I would have had 11 that year, two touchdowns that they took from me. They didn't call touchdowns. Uh, now, we go back and watch the film right now. I easily have 11 touchdowns. So, I'm – I'm, to this day, you see, I brought it up. I'm pissed because that's another. Because <laughs> I had double digits one time as a Jet, and I'm like, it's two other times no. I, I could have had double digits, and that's one year that I had them. Literally, clearly caught the touchdowns, and they didn't give them to me, and I was left with nine. I was pissed off about that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. Well, Doc, I, that story of you like installing a new offense each week, I don't think people understand how absolutely insane that is. Because like you spend the whole offseason putting in your offense for the timing, for the adjustments, and for your coach to just be like, man, like, Tana, we think you're this good, and we think Mark Brunel can adjust like to this kind of game plan in a week. Like nobody does that offensively. No, no one does that. So if like let's let's say you're trying to do what Tana described and kind of bring in you know other teams' plays, you try to bring it in under your own verbiage. So it's not exactly the same. So you can get it called. But for you guys, that whole team to come out each week and do that and execute it for to the tune of like you know 1,500 yards receiving for you yeah. is absolutely mind-boggling to me that that was successful and that you and that group was able to get that done. It, it incredible. Like I say, to this day, I'm still in shock with that we what we was doing. Like I, was, I asked Porter, I'm like, bro, what the hell? Porter's like, man, <laughs> every week is a whole new. I said, bro, we just went. I just sat in your house 
When I came over here, Porter's let me stay with him for a while. I remember the whole entire OTAs. Porter's used to get mad at me because Porter's would have these loud card games downstairs, and I would go get lost upstairs in the room, and he, he'd knock on the door. He like, bro, you're not going to come downstairs? I say, man, I just got here, bro. I don't know nothing what's going on in this playbook. I need to get in this playbook. And he was like, bro, all right, bro, we, have, we got fried chicken downstairs. We got cards downstairs. I mean, come on, man. You know, we got o- tomorrow's OTAs, man. We're going to be in there for We're going to be out there for a couple of hours, man. It's, it's not going to be hard. I'm like, I understand. But that's the player in me. I didn't want to come and let nobody down. You know, I wanted to come off. I had, I had the experience already. I was a rookie that was highly sought out for the first time in my life. And then I go out there and hurt my knee. And now everybody looking at me like I did something, you know, on purpose or I, I'm doing something wrong. So I came here with that mindset and that mentality that I want to dive into this book. And for that book to be like, all right, if you learn whatever you learn, keep that in mind. But we're going to do this this week. <laughs> Every week it was a switch up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. could add a few more card games. But, as, you know, but that's this. But you're right. But I'll tell you this, though. What's crazy about that is. We was able to take that experience, because it was an experience, to the playoffs. Won a playoff mm. game, got to the second round. Easily could have beat the Seahawks that year. You know what I'm saying? So to to have that kind of success and then next year say, let's do it textbook. We're going to bring in a new coaching staff. We're going to bring in a new offensive coordinator. And and, and nothing wrong with bringing in uh, who we had, Al Saunders. I love Al Saunders. I love him to death. Great guy. Great spirit. Always all the energy he brought every day, but the one thing that bothered me the most about having an Al Saunders offense is Al Saunders came from the Rams. What they did in the Rams with the Rams, the best show on turf at the time, it was all about timing. It was all about quarterback with precision, you know, all that stuff. And we didn't have that quarterback. Once we let go put Mark down, even Mark wasn't the timing quarterback that we needed for that right. offense. That wasn't him. You know what I'm saying? So to think that, oh, Mark can't do it, so we're going to let this kid do it that hasn't played yet in this league, it's, in, it's impossible. So I almost look at it like, man, we did that to ourselves by bringing the offense in that Jason wasn't designed physically to run. You know what I mean? Like, that's not his makeup. He's not a yeah. timer. He's, he, he's a big arm. He's going to hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? He's going he's gonna to pat it a couple of times. When he launch it, he's going to launch it. You know what I mean? But – He's not the guy that's going to just one, two, three, get it out. One, two, three, spot, spot, spot. You know, this quarterback's out there. That's not Jason. So I almost feel like we put him in a bad situation or a bad spot. And when it came down on, it looked, made Jason look bad, but it really wasn't his fault. It was, it was how we kind of went about business, knowing we just had success doing it one way. Why stop? You know, I'm one of those guys. If it ain't broke, why fix it? You know? 